Graham Mertz has been ruled out. Max Brown has been ruled in. And this Florida Gators offense might look a bit different this weekend. We'll talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Tuesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33. Today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash Locked On College. Use code Locked On College. For a first deposit match up to $100, remember that Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. And now we, we know by now Max Brown is going to be starting quarterback for the Florida Gators against Florida State this weekend. Graham Mertz out for, for the rest of the season, really. It's, it's still up to the staff, and they have to decide if he's going to need surgery or not. But it, it's Max Brown's team for the rest of the year, as far as I'm concerned. That opens up something called the RPO, which we have seen under Grammarts. Let's let's not let's not exclude that. We have seen that under Grammarts. What we haven't really seen with Grammarts is RPO with the option to keep the ball. That again, I don't know if they've called that, and Graham just hasn't pulled it. Max Brown will pull it, and Max Brown has the athleticism to be an actual threat doing so so now we we can and we can fairly reasonably expect that we will see the rpo come back we saw it a lot for billy napier with uh anthony richardson in that quarterback opens up the dual threat ability there you essentially take a defender out of the box or out of out of the play there and you take advantage of a very aggressive defensive line and not just the rpo but also the zone read read option in general options are back in Gainesville because you can take advantage especially with an aggressive defensive line like Florida State's going to be running and if let's say we'll, we'll use Jared verse he's the Florida State star edge rusher there um let's say you have Max Brown here running back to his right and Jared verse is on the opposite of the right tackle so you all snap you read that backside defensive end. If he runs in, congratulations, Max Brown. You're taking the ball and running, and you can make him pay. If he stands up, you hand it off. But guess what? That means that if Jared Verse stands up and allows Max Brown to hand the ball off, Jared Verse is pretty much out of the play at that point. Okay, like they can, they can choose to wait, and they can choose to limit the quarterback run game. But that's one less defensive front player that's going to make a stop against Trevor Etienne or Montreal Johnson, where now you've got all five of the offensive linemen running. I expect to see split zone read, so I expect to see Hayden Hansen coming across the formation there and gives you your cutback lane. Also just gives you numbers in the box at that point. So I'm expecting to see that. Again, when we talk about the RPO, also it's a run-pass option. So you will have the option there, if you're Max Brown, to... I don't know, 
Jared verse runs in, you quickly throw the slant, you quickly throw the screen, whatever the route is on that same side is usually how we're going to see it. Cause that's how, that's how you're really going to see the layers. You're going to see Max Brown here running back to his right, snap the ball, take it, make the read. And if you chuck it out, if he runs in, you can chuck it to the flat or you can keep it yourself, whatever it might be, but you're going to see the RPO open up and that opens up everything again. Like we saw it even against Missouri, the run game got a lot better when Max Brown got on the field because of his dual threat ability. We saw him pull it multiple times. We saw Max Brown take the, I will say it's a little weird how he runs the option. He like, pulls it and also runs back a little bit into the pocket and then loops around. I, I think he can kind of clean that up. There, there was one play where he did that and it was like, all right, well, that guy was in your path anyway, so you had to loop around him. But that was where we can see Max Brown really take advantage here. The RPO game is going again. RPO has been here, but now you're basically looking at the RRPO. You're looking at the run, run, pass option. That's what you get, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's the modern triple option, especially if you're looking into the flat. Yeah, it is, and I'm pretty certain there was one point where we saw where it was Max Brown in the backfield, and I think it was Montrell to his left. Eugene Wilson motioned out in from out wide to the right of Max Brown. Max Brown then motions Eugene Wilson the third again out wide behind him in the backfield, and I'm pretty certain... Max Brown had a, a triple option there if he wanted to pitch that to Trey Wilson after he took the ball. I'm pretty sure he had that green light. There was nobody there and there was no need for him to do that. But I'm pretty sure we saw that happen, which is creative. Like that's there's no other way to call it. it it's a creative play call by Billy Napier. And and it's also, I think, shows like, all right, we're trusting him with this offense. Uh and, and I think that, that goes the testament of really what Max Brown has done uh, as off the screen, we'll say on the practice field in the locker room, whatever it might be. But Billy Napier spent time this off season when people were asking about Max Brown, where he was just openly like Max needed a red shirt year last year. He was very raw. Everybody could see that. If you watch his high school film, he's very raw. You like, I get it. High completion percentage. Um, like a ton of yardage per attempt all that yeah but it was clear that they were just out talenting people <laughs> like that they were just outrunning people at receiver in a very vertical offense and he was just making those deep shots which is a testament to be able to make those deep shots but it wasn't fully playing quarterback it was well who's winning their vertical route that's who i'm throwing to now he, he's learned how to play quarterback a bit he's clearly working in the option more and he's he's gaining the trust of Billy Napier here, opening up the playbook too. Just just his presence does that. Like the RPO, his presence, his dual threat ability opens that up. Whether you're talking backside play, whatever it is, he opens up the playbook. So expect to see the RPO, not a ton, but more than we're used to seeing with Grammarts, and definitely expect to see more RPO where the quarterback has the green light to keep the ball, which we haven't seen a ton of under Graham Mertz. Like I mentioned, the deep ball probably going to be a part of the game. We'll talk about that in a second. Before we talk about that, I got to remind you guys that today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business or 
SEC program that's rebuilding. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, whether it's OC, O-line coach, wherever you're looking at. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easier for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Like I mentioned, the deep ball. Welcome back to Gainesville. Um, and, and that's just, that's not an indictment on Graham Mertz at all. I understand. I think he's been too conservative with the deep ball, even when it has been there. I also acknowledge it hasn't been there a ton. Now we're going to see, and part of that's on the offensive line, which again goes into Max Brown's skill set. But I expect to see Max Brown be as aggressive as Billy Napier will let him be. Like that, that's what I'm expecting to see. If if Billy Napier's like, hey man, just go out there, play your games, play it around the yard if you want to. I expect Max Brown to do that. And that could just be me projecting what we saw from Missouri and thinking that that'll carry over. But you look at the double move to Khalil Jackson. Look, I get it. That wasn't a safe throw at all. But he threw it up to a playmaker who could make those plays. Simple as that. You look at the uh, the, the fourth and four, the slant to Khalil Jackson, which wasn't wide open, but Max Brown said, okay, like I'm going to, my receiver's going to get this or he's not, but either way I'm throwing it to him. And he put zip on, he put the ball where it had to be. And he did that. You look at when he was running the ball, the confidence that Max Brown had was kind of like, that's something that, 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 that's not going to get old for me. Uh, that was something where watching Max Brown, a, Redshirt freshman play his first meaningful snaps, which I think I think Billy Napier recognized immediately that Graham Mertz was not going to come back into the game because he threw the ball in the first play on the naked to Ricky Pearsall. And it was like we've never seen him do anything really other than hand it off, except for uh McNeese State, I think it was, and that blowout he threw the ball a few times. But anytime that he's come in for a couple plays when Graham gets banged up. They've kind of always just been like, okay, run the ball. We don't care the situation. Just run the ball there. No, it wasn't. Um, and don't get me wrong. I don't think that we're going to see play calling change too much in terms of that passing attack. Like, I'm not expecting to see four verticals a ton. Although we could see it. I just, I just I'm not expecting it. I'm not expecting to see four verticals a ton or some switch verticals. Switch, like, I, I'm not expecting any of that. But... I'd expect to see Khalil Jackson get the jump ball opportunity. Like that's what that's what Khalil Jackson does. He's a circus catch receiver. And like I, I said this uh yesterday in the crossover. I said this in, in the Lockdown Gators Discord. I said this on the post show, on the postcast. That Khalil Jackson will drop the easiest ball. But if you let him catch a 360 no scope, he's not, he's not screwing that up. Like he like he's coming down with it. So Khalil Jackson, he's a jump ball receiver. He's not a great separator. 
we've seen the circus catches in, in his uh, practice film from last year. We've seen the circus catches in his game film. Every time he's had the opportunity to make a crazy catch, he does it. Max Brown's probably going to give him the chance. Like, I, I can't see Max Brown being like, oh, yeah, like, sure, it worked against Missouri. I'm not going to try it now. I expect to see that. Ricky Pearsall, Trey Wilson, if you're running vertical, if you're running a post, whatever you're running, if you're moving downfield and you get a step, I'm expecting to see that ball. Again, I don't think Max Brown is better than Graham Mertz. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that at all. I just think what he does is going to be different. And I think what he does might be better given the current team that's around the quarterback position. But I think that we're, we're expecting to see that in big plays in, in abundance, probably. And if Caleb Douglas can play, which I'm not expecting, it does suck. I know he got hurt against Kentucky, and we were like, oh, yeah, or we were told that, yeah, it's going to be a four- to six-week injury, and he hasn't even been listed questionable yet. He's just been ruled out immediately every single week, so I'm not expecting Caleb Douglas to be back. But if he is, you got a jump ball guy again, and I expect to see him play. I will also say this. I'm not expecting it to happen. Like, it's not my anticipation. But I wouldn't hate it if we saw Aiden Mizell get on the field. Aiden Mizell's played two games. So realistically, he could play against Florida State, and if they make a bowl game, he could play in the bowl game and still be redshirted for the season. So I wouldn't hate seeing Aiden Mizell get on the field and just having him go, hey, man, just run straight run straight, run it, run a deep post, whatever it is. And if Max Brown wants to take that shot, let him. I think Max is especially the kind of receiver where like with Graham, I would say, Hey, put Aiden Mizell on the field, let him run straight, at least make teams respect it. I think Graham doesn't have the arm to make you respect it deep down the field. But if you have Max there and you let Aiden Mizell run deep downfield, I think they do have to respect it. Not only because he can make the throw, he's got a big arm, but again, the, the Missouri game, he had, I don't know what PFF marked as their big time throws, but I'd say he had two. I would say that fourth and four was him throwing that where it wasn't a wide open receiver running on the slant or anything like Khalil Jackson was open, not wide open, but big time throw there and the Khalil Jackson double move. Like I, I think those were both big time throws by Max Brown showed confidence there. And so I'm expecting to see him take those shots if he's got the green light to do so. And if you don't give him the green light to do so, you're doing him a disservice. Like a big part of his game is whether or not it works, he wants to uncork the long ball. That's it. Like you saw that in high school. We saw that now. That's not me saying, oh, he's got a big arm. He's going to be aggressive because not every quarterback that can throw deep wants to throw deep. But that's what Max Brown did a lot in high school. Like that that's what he did. He was just chucking it. Like, like he was that that's what they did a lot. So I would expect to see Max Brown get that green light. Because don't forget, this is a Napier kid. This is the only high school quarterback that Napier's brought in to this point on scholarship. Had a few walk-ons, but this is the only scholarship quarterback that Napier's brought in at quarterback from high school. So I would expect to see him get the shot like Billy Napier knows what he has. He knows he has a very raw red shirt freshman there, but you got to give him the shot. So I think that Florida will attempt to find the deep ball. I'm going to say there's 
four or five passes that go 20 plus yards downfield or attempted 20 plus yards downfield. And I, I think that Max will do that early too. Like, I, I think that that's what you should do. If you're Napier, I think you should go, Hey, we've got our scripted drive. First play, uncork it. Just, just PA shot and at least let them know, yeah, we've got a redshirt freshman and this is his first start. We're going to let him let it fly. And at least make Florida State respect that immediately. Helps back off the run game. Like, like they have to then respect your deep ball. That's a less run support that you have there, especially if you're chucking it deep off play action, like out of the gun or pistol. You chuck it deep off play action. That means every time you hand it off or pretend to hand it off, DBs are watching that. So you can do that and then you run your RPO. You do whatever you want. Like if you run RPO or read option even after that, first play, you check a deep and you run RPO. DBs are paying attention to the potential deep ball. Your edge is the read man. And if he misses, then everybody misses. But then if you hand it off and he doesn't attempt, then guess what? You've definitely got numbers in the box there. So I'm expecting to see this open up the offense a bit. Uh, again, I don't necessarily think it's going to be great football, but I, I think it opens up the offense. And I think that that's something where we have to go. All right, I'll take that 10 times out of 10. Really? Like, I, like we need to see this offense open up with Max Brown. Otherwise it's just going to be brutal. Before we talk about what else Max brings to the table here, because th- there's more, believe me, there's more that he brings to the office. Let me tell you that prize fix has been the best way for me to make more money playing daily fantasy sports this year. If you've got skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few easy taps and research. Don't forget that part. It's simple and easy to play with quick withdrawals too, and it's what makes PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Thank you to Christian McCaffrey for scoring again, because, dude, what happened last week? Uh, it blow out, and they, and they didn't score too much. It was, it was a heartbreaker. Thank you to Samaj P. Ryan receptions because that was the freest money of my life. Go to prizepicks.com slash college. Use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Remember that prizepicks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. And now with the rest of this offense being built around Max Brown for the remainder of the season, all one or two games tops, uh, I'm expecting to see Max Brown be more willing than Graham Mertz was to tuck and run immediately. And as we know, if you listen to this show frequently, if you listen to whether you're an everydayer or just listen every now and then, or if you're a Lockdown Gators insider with subtext, which links in the description below, it's two weeks free, then five bucks a month after that, you will know. Big fan of the tuck and run game, big fan of not taking unnecessary sacks. And, and during the Missouri game, Graham Mertz improved there. Like all season, yes, Graham Mertz has been way better than we anticipated. However, he too frequently took sacks that were unnecessary. Or, and like by, by unnecessary, because obviously, like, you know, sometimes you don't know it's coming in, but Graham would frequently just roll around and, and take a hit or just run out of bounds and uh, for a loss of three. Against Missouri, we saw him throw the ball away, which was ridiculous to see. Like I, I damn near died when I saw it. We also saw Graham 
scramble, run forward for a couple of yards. And it, it was wild to see because, again, that's stuff that he hasn't done much of this year. For all the areas where Graham's improved, those two, the, like not scrambling and not throwing the ball away were his two biggest flaws besides arm talent. But you can't really fix that at a certain like, like you're physically limited. That's fine. We can still play with you. I expect to see also more rollouts. Uh, you move the pocket away from pressure, which this is a good Florida State defensive front. I'm expecting them to be very aggressive, probably just licking the chops right now going, all right, we got a, we got a guy making his first career start against us. We're going to be really aggressive. So I think you move the pocket from pressure with the rollouts. Because not only does that move the pocket away from pressure, especially if you go, all right, Hayden, you're lining up on the outside shoulder of the right tackle on the end of the line of scrimmage. You're pass protecting there. Guard, you're every, and then you just slide protection to the left a little bit. Bring the tack, bring Austin Barber if he's at left tackle or Damian George or whoever is at left tackle over on dart protection, which dart protection is when the tackle loops around everybody and you block like that. We used to see that a lot with Dan Mullen and Anthony Richardson, where Anthony Richardson would roll the tackle from the opposite side would come over and pass pro and block for him there. And that worked. It, it worked a lot. It, it moves the pocket. It keeps you out. It, it maybe shifts the coverage everywhere. You got a big arm. You can make the throw across the field there if you can accurately do it. But you move the pocket away from pressure. Also, when you see those naked boots, whatever we might see, you give Max Brown basically an RPO. You give Max Brown basically, hey, you're rolling out. You can have an over top option or usually by over top, I mean like intermediate, like 10 yard uh, Ricky Pearsall crosser. You can have probably a tight end or a running back in the flat, or you can tuck it and run yourself and you give him basically a run an RPO from whatever position you're in, whatever situation you're in, you give him that. You see Billy Napier do that a lot on like fourth and short, third and short. Uh, we saw him, Connect, we saw Max Brown connect with Ricky Pierce Hall that on second and eight, his first play in. But expect to see that more. Like, and also, Max made the right decision and the right throw when he did it. So expecting to see more of that. Again, you keep him away from pressure, and you give him the options of one, two, three. Read what's going on in front of you, make the decision, and go. It's also important that I think we'll see extra protectors to try and keep Max Brown clean, which by the way, we, we need to talk about what Trevor Etienne did on Saturday night against Missouri, because I, I don't know what that was. Uh, I think it was Cam Waits was in that left tackle at the time and Cam Waits whiffed it was play action. Cam Waits whiffed his block. Trevor Etienne in pass pro whiffs his block on the same guy. And then Max Brown gets sacked. And when he got sacked, rolled up on Arliss Boardingham. So not only did Cam Waits and Trevor Etienne get Max Brown hit from the blind side, sacked from the blind side, but they also maybe, or maybe they could have injured Arliss Boardingham because he got rolled up on while he was working in pass production there. He was helping uh, Lindell Hudson at the right tackle spot. I'm expecting to see more tight end and pass protection because that's kind of what we should be expecting to see. 
you've got to keep Max Brown clean. Like I, I know every game you can go, oh, you want to keep the guy clean. You want to keep your quarterback clean. You want to keep him free of pressure, especially a young quarterback. You want to keep him free of pressure. Simple as that. Against Missouri, we saw Hayden had six pass blocking snaps. Arliss Boardingham had two. Uh, Trevor Etienne had three. Montreal Johnson had three. Okay. That's exactly how it went. And look, I will say, Richie Leonard, he had a, a, a hold, I believe it was. Still played a solid game. Micah Mazuka played a solid game in pass pro. Jake Slaughter had a solid game in pass pro. The tackles did okay when you consider that by the end of the game, it was tackle three at uh, left tackle and tackle four there at right tackle. So it wasn't like guys that you were expecting to start really. But they held up okay. Now you've got, again, an aggressive Florida State defensive line. Young QBs, they generally panic under pressure quicker than veteran quarterbacks and than other more experienced guys. Got to give Max Brown as much time as possible to process, make these decisions, make these throws. Like you have to make the game as easy as possible for him without making him a robot. So it's it's not an easy task for the coaching staff here, but you have to make Max Brown give him the green light or, or not even give him the green light, call the RPOs with the green light to run the ball, give him the green light to be as aggressive as he wants downfield until, until he proves that he can't do it, allow him to do it. That's what you guys do. Allow him to do it. Keep the pocket moving. Keep extra pass protectors in to keep him clean. Allow the run game to work because it's going to work better more likely than not with Max Brown being a dual threat guy. You have to make this game simple for him without handicapping him. That's the difficult part. I do think that Florida still has a realistic chance to win. I think Florida has a better chance to win because both starting quarterbacks got hurt. And I think that Florida State's probably going to feel that a little bit more. I get it. Tate Rodemaker's been there a while. He's got the experience. He's talented as a passer. I just think what Jordan Travis would do athletically is not things that Tate Rodemaker can do. And by that, I mean the, the way that Jordan Travis extended plays. He did a fantastic job of that in a lot of games. That's one of the best things he did. So I, I think that Florida's chances are a little bit better without Jordan Travis or Graham Mertz playing. but. It's still not going to be an easy game. Let, let's make that clear. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Hayden Hansen joins us, and we're going to talk Max Brown. We're going to talk that Missouri game. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33, and I'll see you all tomorrow.